Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick with co-host... Dan Reese to do the by the numbers episode for week nine. So we're past the Vikings game. We're looking forward to the Miami game. We've got some numbers that we think tell the story of the Ravens season. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Doing great. Enough of these uh, nail biters, though. I, I need some easy wins. <laughs> let's go for that. Let's uh, let's have a couple of, of, of nice, boring 30-point wins. Uh, all right. Who's starting off this week? You, right? All right. I'm starting off. And this talks about uh, those nail biters. So, uh, uh, 0.75 versus 0.079. So 750. The Ravens are three and one when trailing at halftime by double digits. The rest of the NFL is eight and 93 for 0.079. So eight and 93 versus three and one when trailing by double digits at halftime. That's from ESPN Get Up. Just ridiculous. Uh, completely blew that narrative out of the water that uh, the Ravens can't and Lamar can't come back from a deficit. 
Um, you know, it's just remarkable what they've done uh, in the second half of these games. Um, unfortunately, they've been putting themselves in that position <laughs> far too often. So, so the Ravens are nine and a half times more likely, as likely, as the aggregate of the rest of the NFL to come back from a 10-point deficit at halftime, right? Was that halftime? Right, halftime, yep. All right, outstanding, good stuff. Uh, 12 and 19, those were the overall selections by the Raiders in the first round of the 2020 draft, both of whom have now been released uh, for various reasons that we've seen this week. Ruggs, obviously, for the DUI incident uh, that resulted in death, and Arnett for no doubt terrible play because he's been awful since the – puzzling draft pick at number 19 in the 2020 uh, thing. It was really the first pick of the whole first round that didn't make any sense to, to a lot of people who were watching it. And then this disper- disturbing video of him with a gun. Where's the NFL going to in terms of off-field behavior? I mean, I, I don't know. I, you know, I'm at a point where I, I just have to throw my arms up and I say, I don't understand it, but I'm glad the Ravens have seemingly less of it than a lot of other organizations. Yeah, you know, it, it's the Raiders have kind of been a, a hot mess with their drafts lately, and uh, you know, the um, you know drafting behind them, we can we can thank them for that and taking unexpected people off the board in, in front of us. But um, you know, it, it definitely is a um, I, I definitely appreciate as a fan that the Ravens seem to have taken. Uh, character and uh, you know um, and that sort of thing into consideration when when drafting it just makes it a lot easier to be a fan so um, all right next set of numbers is 53 percent and 38.5 percent that's the percentage of passing yards attributable to yak yards after catch for week nine for the Ravens versus the 2021 season for the Ravens so 53% of the passing yards in week nine were based on yak versus 38.5 for the rest of the season. So out of the 266 passing yards in week nine, 141 were yak. That's the highest for the Ravens this year uh, as a percentage. Um, unfortunately, Ravens rank third lowest as a percentage um the, the yak percentage of, of, of completion yardage. Uh, some of that is because of the huge air yards that Lamar has been throwing. Naturally, deeper passes often often come with, uh, you know, shorter yak. As uh, a percentage. Yeah, as a percentage. Um, the NFL average percentage is, is 47%. Uh, it was pretty awesome to see Ricard and Hollywood both get some some great yak uh, this week. So. Right. Screen passes generate the most yak. Oftentimes, screen passes are taken behind the line of scrimmage. So they have a negative yards at target, and then they, they will end up with uh, with significant yards. Ray Rice, in fact, had at least one year, might have had two years, where he had more yak than receiving yards. <laughs> so his average reception was in the backfield. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's not the Ravens' offense to generate yak. So some of that is scheme. It's not all that, oh, my God, well, the Ravens' receivers aren't doing anything mm-hmm. after the catch. It's, you know, it's the way it's. It's the way it's intended to be. Yep. Um, okay. Let's talk about the Ravens offense here again. Let's go with 36 and 13. 36 first downs for the Ravens to 13 for the Vikings in this last game, which in and of itself is an outrageous number that should not lead to a three-point overtime victory, but <laughs> but to something much better than that. The 36 first downs were the most in team history. Not by a little bit. It broke the previous record by four. And they'd had seven games between 30 and 32 
but they never exceeded 32. And then they, they, they had 36 in this game. The NFL record is only 40. There have only been eight times in the entire history of the NFL, at least since first downs have been recorded as a game stat, that, and this goes back to 62 is the oldest game I could find in this group, where a team had more than 36 first downs in a game. And the all-time record is only 40. So uh, this is a historic game for the Ravens, and, and it did not seem that way based on that first half, did it? Yeah, it definitely didn't. You know, if you told me that, uh, you know, without, you know, with just based off of initial watch, it's it's pretty remarkable. You know, they did move the ball, but, um, you know, compared to the historic seasons uh, in years, you know, 2019, it, it's it's just shocking that, uh, you know, this game stands, stands above and by a big margin. So, mm-hmm. all right. Uh, let's see. So shifting over to, uh, well, actually, we'll, we'll stick with offense for a second here. So 102 versus 89%. And I think this, some, uh, this relates to what you were just talking about. 102 yards gained um, on 18 first down runs for 5.67 yards per carry. That's the highest since week two. 89% is the series success rate, which, again, is the likely or the odds of getting either a first down or a touchdown. So that's the highest for the Ravens in 2021 um, as, as a success rate on, on first down run plays. So, you know, they were, they were moving the ball on first down runs, which is huge. That's, that's how they succeeded in 2019. And that's really how they get in good positions to do what they do whatever they want to on second and third down. And it wasn't just Jackson. It was Freeman for nine, uh, nine rushes, Bell for six rushes, and Jackson only for three rushes. So, you know, the whole team ran the ball well on first down. To confirm what you've got in terms of a statistic there, 89% of the time that the Ravens ran on first down, so maybe eight out of nine, for example, because that would be 89%, they got, they got a first down after they ran on first down. Correct. So th- they ran on first down 18 times. 16 out of 18. So 16 okay. of those sets of downs, those series, they got a first down. It wasn't necessarily on that first down, but it was during that series. That's that's just that's outrageously successful yes. in running on first down. That's just yep. beyond the pale. All right. Uh, 24 snaps of base defense versus the Vikings. Now, the Vikings uh, played very large against the Ravens. They played heavier sets. Uh, They didn't play a lot of 11 personnel. Uh, They played mostly 21 and 12. Uh, The Ravens allowed two big run plays on the first two plays of the game, 11 and a 15, I think it was. And then after that, they settled down and they finished really 99 yards allowed on 24 base plays, 4.1 yards per play. That's passing and running. 51 of those were on 10 pass plays. So they really held the run as you would expect them to with a, with a base defense against the run, you should do pretty well. Uh, but they did, I think, exceptionally well. And one of the things that came up in our other discussions about this is that the barbelled results of the Vikings run game were not very good for maintaining possession, as you would guess, in a game where they only got thir- you know, 13 first downs. But they didn't run the ball terribly overall, five and a half yards per carry, but they had four runs that were 11 to 66 yards. They had 
one run on a fake punt for nine yards. They didn't have any runs by their offense between five and ten yards, not one the entire game. Everything else was between minus eight and plus four. And almost every one of them was a defensive win by DeVoe or other ways you might look at it by the football outsider's definition. So this was a game where these barbelled results really benefited the Ravens tremendously, even though they did give up that 66-yard run, which set up a, a touchdown. Uh, you know, they, they did very well in terms of stopping the Vikings and having their uh, boomer bust run game uh, not overall successful. Yeah, you know, that having that barbell uh, run game or even pass game often can, can look like that. It makes it really difficult to sustain drives. You've got the, yep. you know, it, you don't you don't get yourself like like we talked about with the run games with the Ravens where you get five yards on, on first down. It makes it easy to succeed and get a first down uh, during that series. Um, you know, if you're starting with one yard, you're just behind behind, uh, you know, the yardage right away. And it makes it really difficult, um, a lot easier on the defense. So, I, you know, that's great that the base did well, especially given a lot of the uh, you know, limitations on the defensive personnel that the Ravens had this week. So, yeah. uh, you know, it, great, great to see. Yeah, they got it done. Just to mention that one more second, they got it done yeah. without Brandon Williams, and they and they played all the space package, which basically leaning very heavily on Ellis, who was very overworked in this game. But I, I don't mean we don't want to overstay on one stat. I apologize yeah. for cutting. No worries. Yeah. All right. Uh, the next one, talking kind of about those barbell results, eight point three percent and 3.3%. So these are what I'm calling drive changing plays on defense. So it's anything above uh, with an EPA of above two or below two. So a change in expected points uh, by a given play by by more than two points. So there were uh, 8.3% of the plays on the, on defense for the season. Um, where the defense has allowed uh, a play, a good play. So the the offense has increased their likelihood of points by two. So 8.3%. Um, and versus only 3.3% of a negative play. Mm-hmm. So where they would drop it by 2%. 8.3% is the sixth highest, which is, you know, terrible uh and then 3.3 percent is the 13th fewest so the ravens on defense are allowing a lot of big plays uh the sixth highest number of big plays and they are really getting very few uh negative plays where three only 3.3 percent of the time are they really decreasing the offense's chances of scoring uh this was really um, evident in week, in week nine when uh, 12.5% of the time the offense improved their chances by two two points and 0% of the time they decreased their chances by two, two points. So really rough showing with the big plays, uh, the drive-changing plays. I am actually kind of surprised by that. And here's here's where some of that stems from. I know the Ravens have been good on third down. High leverage plays, you're going to have more expected points on the line. It's kind of the definition of a high leverage play. You either make it or you don't. You usually go to zero expected points or something very close prior to a punt, or you or you go to you know two and a half, three points. You usually have that much at least wagered on the play. This isn't a 
what was the difference between what it would have been and what it was? This is a how much did you increase by from before the play to after the play, right? Correct. So you have okay. So if you'd have to go either went from a half to two and a half would be the increase you needed, not that the outcomes possible were zero and two, say. Right. It's not the yeah. variation on, on the play, but uh, possible on the play, but the actual result before to after uh, of more than more or less than two percent. So really, a lot of the drive changing ones are you know significant things um, uh, beyond just getting a first down, uh, mm-hmm. on, even on third down. You know, it, it's large, uh, large Dark chunk place. plays. Um, you know, this is only uh, there are only six point eight percent across the NFL that have a of plays of greater than two uh, EPA. So this is really a limited percent of the, of the time. And only 3.7% of the time is it below 2%. So that's, you know, interceptions, sacks, things like that, that really drastically change the result of the drive. Right. Okay. Well, that's, that's a fabulous statistic. It's, it's great to see that. Maybe actually looking at, like, laying those plays out and seeing what the common thread in them would be very interesting to me. How, how hard is it to create that list, I wonder? Yeah, I can, I'll definitely look in that and post it. I'm, I'm all over it, and I, I think there'd be a lot, a lot of people online who'd be interested. Uh, I'll give you one more. We're at, we're at 27. That's the number of NFL teams Lamar Jackson has beaten. He's beaten all the AFC teams except for the Ravens. Uh, 12 NFC teams he's beaten, and the four others are in the crosshairs in the coming 24 or so games. Uh, he's got Chicago and Green Bay coming up this year, Carolina and New Orleans coming up at some point next year. Uh, he could, If he goes 4-0 in those games, he'll become the fastest, I'm sure. I'm sure this is true. I'm, I'm asserting it without actually knowing it to be true. He'll be the fastest to beat the, the all 31 other teams, and there are four quarterbacks, I believe, who've beaten all 32 teams. So uh, uh, hopefully that won't happen. Hopefully yeah, with the Ravens I'm, uh, and I'm good with him 31. stopping at 31. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. You know, that's pretty awesome. He's, he, he's just remarkable how many records every, every week. There are just so many records that he, uh, that he is just uh, breaking by a mile. You know, I just saw a couple articles and, and tweets about seven more that he said last week. It's just amazing. You know, rushing, mm-hmm. passing wins. It's just, uh, you know, it's just a, a pleasure to watch watch all that he's doing so um all right let's see did that one did that one did that one okay so my next number is a set of four numbers three four eleven and twenty seven so these are the rankings based on pro football reference uh, where the ravens defense stands in number of pressure or percentage of, of dropbacks for pressures QB knockdowns, hurries, and sacks. So they're third highest in number of pressures, uh, percentage of pressures, excuse me, not number, uh, percentage of pressures, fourth highest in percentage of QB knockdowns, 11th highest in hurries, but only 27th in percentage of sacks. They're getting pressure uh, approximately 28% of dropbacks, but only have resulted in 15 sacks. So I know everyone talks about how, you know, pressures are the key thing now. They're the sustainable thing. Sacks uh, are hard to measure and they fluctuate. But man, I'm ready for those pressures to start translating to sacks. So 
I'm, I'm sure they will some. It's you know this was a game coming out of it where Cousins looked tremendously jittery when pressured, and they got pressure on him about 43 percent of the time. I, I that's the way I counted it. 12 out of 28 in this game. They also gave him a three second pocket 12 out of 28 times. So he he did not really beat them particularly badly on the 12 ample time and space throws. He was around nine yards of throw. So was Lamar in this game, but the but the throws where he where he was hurried, he had trouble. Uh, as you always expect, and I'm I'm surprised. Also, having trouble understanding the difference between the pressure and the hurry on this stat. Do you have a way to do oh, it, or is I'll it? I'll look at it quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So let's see. QB hurry is defined as when the QB threw the ball earlier than intended or chased out of the pocket. And pressure is hurries plus knockdowns. Uh, plus sacks. So, um, kind of plus knockdowns plus sacks. So, okay. so it's kind of the full shebang of, of everything versus hurry. Um, you know, you, you just get rushed, I guess. Okay. I see. I see. Okay. So we're used to maybe pressures being just called pressures and being separate from quarterback hits, which is a better type of pressure. This is pressures is like all pressures. Yep. So good, really good news, given how much they how off the Ravens splits. So they're actually getting paid off in terms of total pressures. Yeah, they're they're doing well in terms of pressures, just not not there with the sacks yet. So. All right, all right, good stat, good stat. So I've got another one, thirty-one and three. Lamar Jackson has thirty-one touchdowns, twenty-four passing, seven rushing, in eleven regular season starts in prime time. He has three interceptions in those same primetime games. Now we should probably be adding his fumbles or something like that, but that's not how I saw the stat presented. So that's not how I, how I provided it here. Uh, Lamar, however you want to cut it has shined brightest on the big stage. And uh, we look ahead to Thursday in Miami at home. I certainly hope this is another opportunity to uh, show the NFL what he's made of and, and legitimize an MVP candidacy this year. Yeah, he's uh, he's played amazingly well in primetime games. Uh, you know, uh, I think the only exception I can think of is is the uh, I guess the Raiders game yeah. earlier this year. He, he had a rough outing, but um, you know he was definitely not the one necessarily to blame there. But you know he he steps up, and it's it's pretty amazing. And uh, I I hope you're right because he is getting some rough MVP odds right now. So. Um, all right. My next number is uh, looking ahead. My last number, looking ahead to the Miami game, uh, 55%, per, 55%. That's the percentage of snaps that Miami comes out in 12 personnel. So one running back and two tight ends. Uh, the next highest is Atlanta uh, with 36% of 12 personnel. The next highest percentage of 12 personnel is Atlanta with 36%. Um, that's just unbelievable that it goes from 36 to 55. Right. Uh, the, the NFL average is 22%. So Miami just comes out completely different. A lot of that is because, uh, uh Gusecki, um, you know, is qualified. He's called a tight end, but I'm not sure he, he almost never plays in line. So he's almost just like a, a big wide receiver, even more than Andrews is. So it'll be really interesting to see how that personnel, uh, how the defense matches up against that personnel, whether it's Jimmy or, or Marlin or who's going to be physical enough uh, to, to match up against him. You know, I don't think Tavon is, is the best matchup for that one. Well, it could be Jimmy, a, a 12 personnel, big nickel is often the choice. 
So you might get a third safety on the field. You might get Brandon Stevens playing on the slot and have Stone on the back end. You could have Jimmy on the back end. You could have Jimmy definitely covering the slot if if against Jacecki. I think that's a good matchup for him. Uh, they only played Jimmy one snap this last game, which tells me they really are saving him. And it could have been this matchup that they said, we don't want a minor injury to Jimmy making him unavailable on Thursday. We want him against Jacecki for, for this exact reason. Yep. Short week. Keep him healthy for it. So it would definitely make sense. All right, Dan, always a pleasure to do this show with you. Uh, I hope we're able to continue it for many years. Uh, Tell people where they can find you and talk football on Twitter. Yeah, just uh, uh, out on Twitter, DPReese8. Just uh, reach out to me. Happy to talk talk stats, NFL, Ravens, whatever. And uh, look for it later this week. I'll I'll try and post out those... um, those drive-changing plays that the Ravens have had so far. Uh, that's great stuff. And and Dan is really, because he works with the NFL Fast R database, he's really a person who can look into expected uh, point changes and things like that ex- extremely facilely. Is that a word? With, <laughs> with facility. Um, and uh, actuary by training and, and uh, respect his judgment extremely uh, on, on these topics, certainly. One more thing, folks, if you want to get a 25 years episode, send me a narrow topic. I got about 10 still to record for the rest of the year. Love to have you on Uh, nice, narrow topic. We can discuss in real depth in 20 minutes. Uh, Two or three bullets is fine. Or just your idea in a a quick DM is fine. Uh, Dan, thanks again for doing the show with me. My pleasure. Talk to you next time on film stuff. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.